0: Hello and welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are parents, our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our
1: mom, Erin Mitchell.
0: Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell.
1: And I'm Erin Mitchell.
0: And on today's episode, we're going to talk about what do you do as parenting partners when you feel like you've lost that spark, or as some might say, oh no, <laughs> that love and feeling. Okay. I wanna sing, I, know I really you- do. Okay. You're looking at me with fear, saying, please don't sing.
1: Part of me kind of wants you to do it, <laughs> if I'm honest. But yes. I'm not um, going to. The spark. Uh, it's, it's a really common thing that
0: happens for couples. And we, he- we hear this from couples a lot. Like, and they, that's the, the phrase, like we just feel like we've lost that spark. Right. Um, and I think maybe uh, how it, how this usually is presented, it's, it's not the way it is every time, but just thematically, um, it kind of goes something like this. Let's say we, we have uh, Julia and we have Quinn. And they've been married for 10 years. Uh, they have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and their lives are busy. It's full of school, sports, work, family, being parents. And as a family, they function relatively well. To outsiders, they seem like they have things together. and might even be classified as, quote unquote, a happy family. Yet Julia and Quinn don't feel that same level of connection um, that they did, you know, before they were parents. Uh, they don't dislike one another, but they most certainly don't feel close. They feel busy. They feel like they have a good partnership, but they don't feel like the other one really cares about what's happening in their life outside of the kids. And when they are together, things are fine, but they're not passionate. And many times they just find themselves feeling lonely and there's not curiosity. There's not interest. There's not laughter. There's not all those kind of sparky uh, kind of things. Um, and they've both mentioned this to one another, but usually what happens is the conversation uh, feels really defensive. Then they start feeling like they're blaming one another and it, and it never results in rekindling that spark. And
1: that's kind of how a lot of couples describe
0: uh, this experience to us. Um, That
1: that, trying to have the conversation ends up making them feel lonelier.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't help change things. It doesn't reignite. It just kind of continues to pour gasoline on the disconnect. Yeah. On the disconnect. Um, So, you know, that I think that um, it is a really understandable thing that happens uh, for parenting partners, um, and I, I think if you if you imagine like okay, well, well, what does this mean for you know how do relationships work? Why do they not? How do you fix what's broken? I think how relationships work is that this is normal. Um, that that feeling of losing that spark is not something uh, that necessarily indicates there's something wrong with your relationship, but it does indicate that your context has changed. You as a partner probably have changed in the, in the parenting years, your stress probably has gone up. You kind of get in these places of survival and and you don't necessarily have the space and time to connect and feel those, um, that kind of spark or chemistry as you used to.
1: I'm struggling not to hear you say that feeling disconnected or that the spark is gone is fine. Well,
0: that's part of it. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying it's fine. I think it's, I think what I am saying is I think a lot of couples experience that and they, they, they think or begin to really feel like, Oh no. Um, this is this is because there's something profoundly wrong with our relationship.
1: That a healthy relationship doesn't have moments of disconnection or feeling a little um, boring or right, dry or mundane or, or, mon- or
0: bland mm-hmm. or yeah, exactly.
1: But I do think maybe I'm just waiting for your butt. Maybe some, I'll just do it myself. Um, it does mean something needs attention.
0: Most certainly. Okay. Most certainly. Great clarification. I was wondering why you were looking at me so strangely. (laughs) The whole time I was talking, I felt very uncomfortable. I didn't really get it. But that makes a lot of sense. Yes. It doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean like, oh, so don't, you know, don't worry about it. It just, it does mean that something needs to be different. Something does need to be attended to, but it also doesn't mean like DEFCON 5, you know, like your relationships
1: going down the tubes. Okay, for anyone out there who doesn't know what Def Com Five means, me either. So I know it means bad. I based on really, context, it really I get it, but means I don't really know what bad. that. Is if you've ever seen
0: like the Hunt for Red October or something like that, okay, yeah, <laughs> I think okay. you just dated yourself. But <laughs> I'm old.
1: Um, but I think here, I think the reason that feels important for me, that point feels sticky for me, is I think that that is what a lot of partners are met with when they say, "I feel like." I'd like, you know, to try to find the spark or I I'm feeling a little disconnected from us. So I you know, I would like something more is the other partner goes, Oh, it's
0: okay, that's normal. We'll get it back. Don't I'm just worry about it.
1: Take it out of Quinn and Julia here for a second and say, These two people I know, Stephen and Aaron.
0: Oh, it's getting personal. F- that, this is why she's looking at me weird. <laughs> she can't she's just like, let's just make it personal.
1: Well, here there, we go. There let's have been it. several points. We we just celebrated fourteen Married years in May, yes. and I don't know how many, but several points along the way where I have initiated, I would like to do some couples work. And I think I'm going to say every time, but that might be a stretch, but I, most of the times maybe mm-hmm. you have said, I hear what you're saying. Try to validate me. Um, I hear what you're saying. Something feels important. And then I think you quickly say, things are hard right now. I think we're fine. Like, this is just a tough stretch. Let's get through this. I think we're gonna be okay.
0: That's not what I should have done. Is that what you're saying?
1: I think that's the thing that a lot of partners say that feels like, so I just have to keep holding on.
0: Yes, yes. And so I, I do think that Th- that is very reflective of how this conversation goes, and I. I, I think,
1: think it's, that's a very common. I think there are other responses, like "What's wrong with me?" I think I think there are a lot of right, um, but I I do think that's a very common and one.
0: So, and so, if you just noted so, and and I think it's useful to clarify what we mean by spark. We we don't just mean like sexual intimacy or things like that, although that's part of it. We just mean kind of that sense of. Enjoying one another, being curious about one another, um, looking forward to talking with each other, looking forward to sharing things with one another, just that general sense of connection that feels good, um, that makes you feel like, hey, we're we're together, we're we're a thing, me and you. Um, that kind of sparky stuff. That that obviously is you know, sex is a is a part of that, and um, but but not the only part. Right. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: So if that—that's the technical definition for spark—is um, what I just gave. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's in a textbook somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also then, Aaron, what you've described is oftentimes the cycle of of how things don't work. Right. One partner comes pursuing, says, "Hey, I feel like there's a problem." The I, other.
1: I think there is an attempt at vulnerability in whomever. Has the courage because man, it's a tough thing to bring up. I like more from for us from Mm -hmm, us. mm -hmm. Like I, I miss you. I think that is so vulnerable, and I think it's so courageous. I think it is terrifying to say because behind it is what if we're not okay, right? Or what if, what if we're not going to be okay,
0: right? And then oftentimes there's a response kind of similar to what I did, which is a bit more of a withdrawal that says, "It's we're okay." we're fine. Like, so there's a movement towards, and then there's not necessarily a hard movement away, but, but not a acknowledgement and engagement with that pursuit. And then I think what happens is that begins to sour (laughs) and, and the pursuit then becomes um, more aggressive, uh, maybe more angry Um, louder doesn't necessarily mean words. It could just be uh, sort of silent and difference, the feel and the withdrawal becomes more and more intense as well. Right. Um, to where what happens is, uh, partners come and they're like, we can't even have this conversation anymore.
1: So I think two things feel important here um something we don't know in your case example, Stephen, is the context for Quinn and Julia's histories. Sure. One thing I do know is ours. And and for me, if something feels a little bit off, I get concerned. For you, if something feels a little bit off, it's like
0: that's just kind of the we'll way do, life is, you know, it'll right, it'll right. come back around. It'll it'll be okay.
1: And I think this is a, you know, a podcast for a different day all the details of that. But um, I think that has a lot to do with both attachment styles and personality. Mm-hmm. And and I think mm-hmm. without understanding your own, I think it can be very confusing for a partners. Like, well, even if you don't feel like something or how can you not feel like something's wrong? Like, don't you miss us? Like, mm-hmm. surely mm-hmm. I'm not the only one who notices this. And if I am, right. like, how am I the only one noticing this?
0: And that's so funny because, I, I mean, I I hear your voice where where you will say, hey, Um, I feel like something's a little off, you know, maybe we should do something about it. And, and then I'm like, I think things are fine. And you're like shot. You're like, seriously, like (laughs) you think like, you think like this is okay. And then that becomes, um, even more concerning because you're like, if you think this is okay, bam, what is wrong? You know, and, and it can, and I do think it's reflective of our attachment styles and our personalities and our stories and our stories, you know, like, you know, I have, I have a story that kind of says, look, let's not, let's not get too hyped about anything. Let's not get too low about anything. If you just are steady, kind of wait it out, things always kind of come back around. Um, and to kind of withdraw, to kind of move away, is my attempt at just keeping things from getting too elevated, too elevated. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that is about my, you know, kind of attachment and kind of being more dismissive or, um, it is the, you know, kind of term for that. And, and I think you, you have more of, um, a pursuing, like
1: pursuing again, sounds like a positive word and in certain contexts yeah. it is also though, there's a relentlessness to it in times of crisis. Sure. Where I am trying to get like a
0: hypervigilance, a
1: hypervigilance, exactly. I am trying to get attention to the thing that I think needs attention. And if you are going to go away, I will figure out a way to get some attention right. drawn to what I think is important. That is because of my trauma. I am very aware of sure.
0: that. A little more preoccupied, a little more yes. So urgent, like going, urgent. We're
1: going ahead and doing the attachment podcast right here, right now.
0: Yeah, I said we weren't going to do. It. I was like, let's not, t- let's not do that. But we're doing it so here it is (laughs) well we have
1: talked about that briefly too but i do think um that this comes big time into play here yeah um and and i think that what couples are constantly doing is seeking balance and what i think whichever partner feels um so we'll just use us you feel me starting to go up and you think oh no she's elevating i should go down to find balance right this is one of those scenarios where the only way forward is an opposite action scenario where you have to come up and meet me so that I can come down. Right. Because the further down you drop, the further up I'll go. And vice versa. The further up I go, the further down you'll drop.
0: Right. Until right. So someone. You might, you might have to take the action of coming down. I, exactly. So that I could. And again, that I w- definitely want to like this is a, s- a circular um a situation, that's not you know. Aaron can't and make me I, go down, right. and I can't make her go up. But oftentimes, what happens is that's how we conceptualize it. Like, well, if you would do this, then I wouldn't have to do this. But because you're doing this, I got to do that, and and that can be how it feels. That, but what we both are responsible for is doing um, the opposite, like the well, opposite There, what we're it responsible is for yeah. is
1: our individual selves.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So I I think, go ahead.
0: Well, yeah. And so, so this, this kind of dynamic gets wrapped up in this particular topic of the spark being gone and, and, you know, I, I, I want that spark back. And, and I think that, um, one of the things to also note is that this is a conversation that you have to have. It's a hard conversation. It can be an uncomfortable conversation, but it as you were saying, Aaron, like, it's not just like, Hey, this is just what happens. It's this is, this is what happens, but it's important. It needs to be brought up and then changes need to be made.
1: And based on your personal story, your history, how intense this feels changes a lot. I've wondered like, Stephen, I'm going to ask you a very personal question that we did not talk about in advance. man, Have you ever felt like our spark was gone?
0: Um, I have to be honest, not really.
1: Right. Yeah. I think I already said at least a handful of times I have.
0: Yeah. I think you I mean, I was going to say you frequently do maybe, <laughs> but, but I do, but definitely but it, it comes up. It yeah. feels frequent to you. It does. It does. Too frequent, actually. Yeah. I'd like to talk to you about that.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. No. Uh, it, yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. I, I,
1: I just think that the intensity of this doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your partner that they don't care about you that they don't love you that they don't miss you i think it is different based on stories based on personalities and based on attachment styles yeah and and that is worth keeping in mind even as you approach this and
0: and i do want because i think that this can very easily get located in gender too um and i would notice that that's not what we're saying um, I, th- I think the typical story is maybe, well, I don't, it's it's not a um, necessarily male-female thing. It It is an attachment uh, personality uh, factor. Absolutely. I think I think people uh, love
1: to attribute this to men.
0: I think generally the more preoccupied per- person in a relationship is the one who brings it up and feels a distress about it. Uh, a more dismissive person kind of says
1: what I say, like, no, I think it's all right. I think it's good. And that is not about sex. That That is about attachment, personality and histories. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. So, so I, so I do think that, um, again, this is a conversation that needs to be had, but I think the place to have it is not, is not from a perspective of, Oh no, something's wrong. I think there's a little bit of a reframe that can, that can come around this. If you are concerned about your spark being gone
1: or diminished
0: or diminished, I think all that is an indication of is that you are missing something that has been present in your relationship, a good thing that's been present present in your relation, relationship, and there's a level of grief to it. Like, oh, I'm missing this thing that we have had, and I want that back. And I think that that is a very, very um, positive way of approaching the conversation, because I think it it often gets approached in terms of um, you've done something wrong to make this happen, or I, you know, there's just blame and criticism. I, I honestly
1: it. don't think that's typically how it's brought up. I do think that's how it's felt.
0: Okay, say more.
1: Well, I think you've even felt like that, like when I have brought this up. Say more. Well, do you feel like you have felt like that, that I'm blaming and criticizing, like you're doing something wrong Sure. Oh, uh,
0: Yeah, most certainly. And if most I'm certainly. being
1: as honest as I can possibly be, never once in the many times I've said this, do I feel like that's how I've communicated it. I that's think true. that is also that's about definitely attachment,
0: how I, how I personality, interpret it and receive it. And story. And sure, sure. So I think- I can take that. I can I can accept that. But I now. think
1: that what's important about that is, I think that is how it is often felt.
0: Yeah. Like Whether or not that's the yeah.
1: intent, that is the impact. So I think- it, it needs to be noted, explored, mm-hmm. even said from the outset. But knowing your, your partner's story is vitally important to this and understanding how they're going to hear this, how understanding how you are going to communicate that. Um, and sort of, not that it's your job to you know figure out how your partner's going to receive what you say, but sure. being mindful of how you approach it. Um, but I think it matters.
0: Yeah, there's ways of communicating that help people hear things uh more uh, easily or, or with a more open posture uh, you're not responsible for how your partner receives things but but there there are well, better it, ways of communicating
1: right part of communication you know. is knowing what we're talking sure. about and who's present yeah who but the other to. thing i think that's both are important to re- to remember and to keep in mind and to even say is i think the two primarily two primary things people are grieving in this conversation is self. I think most parenting partners who experience that feeling of I'm we're missing our spark is I miss myself. I miss mm-hmm. feeling like me. And then I miss you and us feeling like us. Right. And I think a lot of parenting partners can connect with the idea
0: Yeah, because parenting changes you as a person and it changes your couple relationship.
1: Yes, that they that time for self is less time to figure out what you're even like trying to communicate to your partner. Mm -hmm. Like when I, one of the things you said when you were talking about spark earlier was like being excited to tell your partner something, like, I haven't even thought about my day yet. What am I excited to tell you? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't paused yet. Um, so that type of thing I think is big, really big is this remembering to have rehab your relationship with yourself. Remember that you Mm -hmm. are a person. You're not just a partner. You're not just a parent. You're also just you. And then having that, um, same thing. You are not just a parent. You are not just a partner. You're not just in all the things you are. You're also just Steven. Um, yeah. And and I think that's part of what gets lost.
0: and And so I think that one of the things that, um, so one of the, like, Practically, so so, what does that look like in terms of of an opposite action? So so, for Erin, I think one of the things when she comes to me and says, "Hey, I think something's off," or "I miss you," or you know, whatever it might, whatever it might be, some kind of bid for connection and attention and and rekindling um, of a spark.
1: I think one of the most nervous things I ever said was, "I'm a little bit worried for us." Like. I- I feel a little bored. Like, I don't know what we talk about <laughs> you're anymore.
0: You're so boring, Stephen. See, um, I
1: said, I, know, I feel- I'm like, just
0: joking. I know,
1: but I think that that is indicative of sure. what it feels sure, like. Sure,
0: sure. It, it most certainly can. And so I think the opposite action for me when Aaron says that is what I have to remember is this isn't about me. Like, it's not a blame. Aaron isn't blaming me. She's not saying um, you're doing- Everything wrong. Um, she might be saying there's there's some things I could maybe some things she'd like to be different, but but it's not necessarily a me-focused comment. It's simply just a comment where she's expressing something that she desires, something that she is concerned about. I'm I'm kind of worried about us. I I want to connect with you, and I don't feel like I I am connected to you. And and realizing oh that statement doesn't mean that then I should move away from her. What it means is I should say, Oh, okay. Like what, what do you mean? How, how come you feel that way? Is there something that's happened recently? That's, that's made you think that, you know what, I'm not really aware of like feeling that way, but we kind of know me, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of think things are fine. You know, generally like, w- like tell me more, like help me understand, be, be curious about it. And that's the movement towards rather than the movement away.
1: Right. I think, so that's the cog. I think people are always looking for like, so what's, how, like, what's the, what's the action step here? Right. And so when your partner says something like that, or when you say, don't some,
0: reject it and move away.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's to say, this sounds important to you. Honestly, I don't understand, but I want to, like, mm-hmm. if it's yeah. important to you, it's important to yeah. me. I, but I don't, I don't necessarily immediately connect with mm-hmm. your idea here, but I I'm, I connect with you. And you know, I
0: think some of something about this too, though, is, is when Aaron says that, and we we're able to have that conversation, we're able to get into it a little
1: Stephen, when Julia and Quinn
0: say that, I think we've left Julia and Quinn a long time ago. Um, You know, sometimes Aaron will simply just say like, and I might say like, what would like maybe help that feel different. And sometimes it's as simple as like. Do you want to like sit by each other on the couch and watch some TV tonight? And I'm like, well, yeah, I like doing those things. And I like doing them with you. Like, oh, that like, that's what we're, that's what we're talking about. We're, oh, full
1: disclosure. I have another face. That is not what you say. That is what what you end up up saying. First, True. you have like panic flash through your eyes cuz you're thinking of all the things you thought you were going to do after the kids go to sleep and like, oh my gosh, that's when I was planning to get the majority of my work done and I have notes sure. to write and papers right, to grade and Right,
0: right, right, right. And then yes. your
1: face twitches a little and then you're like, "Okay, I can figure out a time to do some other stuff." Yes. I want to i want to do that
0: so so a great example of it doesn't have to be perfect either your response doesn't have to be perfect but again it, it's i think sometimes the that conversation of the spark is is lost or, or not present to like the way to get it back is is not that complex it it's not that it well, sometimes- doesn't have to be that grand it doesn't have to be that um uh you know kind of Thought out in this amazing thing, it's just simply a movement towards.
1: I yes, I think the reason I even bring up though that it is this, you know, that face you make sure. is because that is that is my invitation. Because mm-hmm. how many times have you made that face and you say, "No, no, no, I want to. I do." I was just thinking about all, and I'm like, "Never mind. Yeah,
0: forget it. Forget yeah. it.
1: No big deal. Yeah, a lot because yeah. I feel rejected. Sure, I'm like, you know what? If you don't even want, if you don't want to do this tiny little thing,
0: right. Right. I don't either. And so the the opposite movement towards for you.
1: Yes. Is to allow that to take a minute for you mm-hmm. and to still to maintain my vulnerability.
0: Well, and to recognize that that face, that withdrawal, that dismissiveness is not about you. Yes. That is about me. That's about me trying to um, make an adjustment about me dealing with my own um, kind of stress or my, my own. um Kind of ways of reacting to bids for connection, and and realizing like, oh, he can work through it. And when he works through it, he really means what he's saying. Like it's it's not like it's not charity. It's not like um, he doesn't want to do it. It's just he has a process um, of working through it. And and we we've talked about that enough to and had enough poor experiences of that whole thing to. To I, understand that a little mm-hmm, bit better, but I, I think. do
1: think that's the opportunity for the person who is me in this scenario. Which again, it's not the female. We're saying he and she right now because well, it's, it's just us, it's our but, relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, to to not take it personally, like you yeah. already had to do in this scenario. I, I, it mm-hmm. is now my turn to say he is adjusting. He wants to be with me. He's adjusting because he wants to be with me, and I will again maintain my vulnerability and not get protective. And and by me getting protective, it's mm-hmm. never mind. Right. That's obviously right. too angry. much to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my own sort of retreat. Right. Um, so I think sort of the what you can do to fix what's broken. I think we've been talking about it, but I don't think we've been.
0: Uh, spelling it out. Yeah. Yes. So I think the first thing is recognizing that this question, this concern is a normal concern and a common concern for couples.
1: And it only means that something is important. Right. And
0: because it's important, you need to have the hard conversations about it. Um, You need to you need to try and figure it out, drill down. What do you mean by that? What does that look like? What happens when you hear me say that? This is what I experience. This is what I do when I see that face. This is what I do when I hear those words. Like you've got it. Like that's hard stuff, but it's necessary.
1: So I think this particular step, this. You've got to have the conversation. Is where curiosity, compassion, and it's not
0: just one conversation. It's and many conversations.
1: Curiosity, compassion, vulnerability in the many conversations. Mm-hmm. Without it, it does keep a stuck conversation stuck. Yeah, and
0: and I think at the core of that conversation is also realizing that what you both are trying to work towards is is a desire for one another and to connect. Like this is this conversation comes out of. Um, a desire to have something that you felt that you've had before you want it again. And you want it um, to, to last and be maintained in your relationship. So it's a, it comes from a, a good place. Um, it can, it can feel like it's, it's not, but trying to remember that, like this is cause we want to connect. And then in the process is realizing typically like what we just said, so typically I might withdraw, so the opposite thing I need to do is I need to hear this and engage. Um, and for for you, Aaron, I think typically you might pursue and then withdraw if it's not the, the response isn't immediate or exactly.
1: I don't think that's the other. Yes, I think the the I think that pursue word gets me though. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I think the important thing is to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So to pursue with like what I'm really trying to say, right. what I'd really like is to hang out with you. Not like, don't you want to hang out tonight? Right. Or what are you yeah. doing tonight? Yeah. What, what's yeah. your plan for after bedtime? Sure. Um, Because it's not very clear what I'm hoping for, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but that takes <laughs> knowing what I'm hoping Yeah, to for.
0: pursue a vulnerability right. um, is what you're saying. And, and um, some
1: self-awareness, which I do think, again, isn't because people don't want to be self-aware. It's because that takes a moment. Right. And we don't always carve out moments in our days for that.
0: Yeah, and and then I think for both partners it's being willing to stick with each other when it doesn't go perfect, when I make the face or even when Aaron like maybe gets mad and says, "Oh, fine, forget it." Like I for me to keep engaging, keep moving towards mm-hmm. um it, like d- continuing to do that and continuing to um recognize again at the core of what you're trying to do is to connect and it and you're going to ha- it's not going to be perfect and you're not going to get it perfect every every time and and you might have to kind of bumble and stumble around a little bit but my favorite
1: thing you say to couples is it, it will be clunky.
0: Yeah, it'll be awkward and clunky for sure.
1: But um, that that's okay. Yeah. It's it's better than it being stuck. Yeah. Stuck is exhausting. Clunky, you're going to make it through. You'll get to a, resol- a resolved, yeah. a resolved, a yeah. resolved place, but it's tough.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, along the way, you'll have some stories you can laugh about and some uh, funny things that happen. They're probably not funny in the moment. Uh, And they might not be funny for a little while.
1: Well, how we can laugh about like the face you make.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: That, that, that's not been funny. We're well aware
0: that I have a funny face and that, um, (laughs) it can create some, some issues for sure.
1: Well, yeah, I can take it personally. It can hurt Mm -hmm. my feelings or I can say he's adjusting his schedule. He had a plan and this is not what he was expecting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can wait. So couples, you can get your spark back. Um, but it does entail having those hard, hard conversations. Vulnerably. Vulnerably. Trusting that you both want to connect and holding that as like, this is what this conversation is about. It's about connecting. And then doing the opposite of what you normally do um, when this conversation comes up. So give it a try, um, see how it works f- for y'all. We, we are 14 years in, still giving it a try, mm-hmm. still practicing. Um, and still kind of being clunky, to, clunky together as a couple. If you want to find more actionable strategies that can help you and your partner build authentic connection, check out our school of online courses at createyourcouplesstory.com. You can also find our courses in our LinkedIn bio on our Instagram at couples.counseling.for.parents. Today's show was produced by Stephen and Aaron Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating. This will help others find our content more readily, and as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.